0: what is up my beautiful freaking people welcome to fml talk it's 2023 y'all we're starting a new fucking year. It is that time when everybody's vision boarding and doing all their manifestation bullshit saying new year, new me. So we are going to jump into a fun-filled solo episode today to kick the motherfucking year off, right? So sit back, grab a cocktail, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe us? Hey, this hey. is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I not in chapter six he did what 48 hours what a dick yeah but have you seen all the photos on our instagram and this is fml talk oh no she didn't what the fuck is up fmlers i have missed you terribly over these last two weeks that we have been on break i hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season whatever you were doing and a kick-ass new year's i Got to go back to Pennsylvania for Christmas and spend time with my whole extended family that's back there. Tay and I got to take his daughter for the first time, and she got to meet all of my cousins and their kids. So it was a great new way of seeing what Christmas is going to look like moving forward. Uh, And then Tay and I took a trip to Taos, New Mexico, where my stepdad lives. We're actually still up here right now as you are listening to this. And we rented two bitchin' Airbnbs. (laughs) So lame of me, bitchin'. Yeah, bro. Uh, We rented two really fucking cool Airbnbs. And we just wanted to celebrate New Year's and start the new year off in a place that felt really grounded and in nature. Reconnect to our spiritual roots. Read some fucking books turn off the goddamn TV. The first Airbnb we rented didn't even have a TV. like, oh my God, is that something we can do? But we brought the dogs up first time they're getting to be in the fucking snow, which is rad. Uh, And really just wanted to spend some time together and reconnect. There have been too many years where I wake up on January 1st hungover and I'm like, yeah, new year, new me. Where's the toilet for me to go puke? And it's just not it. (laughs) Like, it's not so fun. So if you're listening to this and you're still recovering from your hangover from a few days ago, I'm sorry if I'm calling you out. I have really been focused last year that is really going to be a roll in to focus on this year of having a better balance in my life across the board. So like not pushing myself at the gym if my body's like, fuck you, bitch, I'm tired. Allowing myself to eat well and healthy the majority of the days and then sit down and have a really good fucking cheat meal. Like just having like a better balance. And also on the flip side of like work and rest and checking out. A lot of this Taos trip, I was like, I just need to get out of LA for a while, put my phone down and like try and disconnect and check out for a while. So I encourage you to. Look at the things that you are wanting to not necessarily manifest in 2023, which we all know is important, but things that are really going to help your quality of life and like help your inner fucking peace really be like at top level notch. And for me, that's having a better fucking balance with life. So for this solo episode today to kind of kick off the new year, kick off season five, I can't fucking believe it's season five already. Like the fact that we've done 100 episodes of this show when at first I was like, I'm not going to do a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Why the fuck am I going to make one Uh, is wild. So thank you guys for being on this journey with me. Thank you guys for showing up every week and having a therapy session with me. Every week when I get messages from all of you about how different episodes have touched you or helped you on your journey, it's so incredibly fulfilling for me. And I'm so happy to be doing this crazy fucking shit with you all. Clearly, Gabrielle's New Year's resolution was not to stop cursing. I think... We're on minute like four and we've dropped a considerable amount of uh, F-bombs thus far. But this is FML Talk. And if you're not loving it, why the fuck are you here? So moving forward throughout this season, we're going to do one solo episode a month. And the way I'm going to structure these is I'm always going to put on my social media a box for you to kind of submit questions, submit topics, be like, yo, bitch, I need advice on this particular thing. And I will go through on the solo episodes, kind of like we did for the 100th episode because everybody loved that so much um, and really kind of not make it necessarily, this is an episode on blank (laughs) because we've done a lot of those and they're great and I love them. And I know a lot of you go back and listen to those often, but I feel like I want it to be more conversational. It's a lot when I sit down and have to just fucking talk by myself for 45 minutes. And I really loved the flow of how that 100th episode worked. So we're going to kind of move through the solo episodes in that way. We are going to have a theme for this one, though. And I think it's important because it's the fucking new year. It's 2023. Let's all like start it out on the right foot, shall we? and remember something that's really important. And that is choosing you. So many times I get asked in my DMs and people contacting me being like, okay, how do I move forward from this toxic relationship? How do I manifest the job and the money that I'm trying to make in my life? How do I, you fill in the blank. And the answer always comes back to choosing you. So we're going to dive into this topic a little bit today, and then we'll get to some of the questions that you guys submitted, because I did see a theme (laughs) in some of them this go around. I wanna start with <laughs> I wanna start with my people who are listening to this and are feeling a little bit lost right now. Cause we've all been there. It's not, it's not just you. It might be your time right now, but believe me, we've all been there. And if we haven't, we fucking will be. So I want to remind people that are feeling lost or like they don't have any guidance or don't know where they're going or don't know what's next or feeling like this is the low, shitty part of life and like, how is it gonna get better? Those times are fucking pivotal. Those times when you were like, wow, I'm in the depths of the shit right now are so important and are so invaluable. To feel disconnected from yourself to feel like you're not on the right path, to feel like, where the fuck am I going? I have no goddamn direction in my life, to feel lost. Those are all really important places to be. And as much as it sucks to feel it, if you can have the perspective of being like, okay, but this is the time where I'm going to be reborn and I'm going to have that moment where I come back and get back on track, it'll help you know that it's all happening for a reason. I mean, hi, my name's Gabrielle Stone. I'm a prime example of this. Like if I didn't go through the divorce and uh, the, the heartbreak with Javier and like the just complete and utter despair and depression that I fell into when I came home from that Europe trip, I would not be the person that I am now. That was my growing period. That was the time where I felt so lost and needed to rediscover who the fuck I was going to be in the future. So if you're in that place where you're like, God, I don't really know how it gets better. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. It does get better. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you can't see it and you're like, bitch, it's pitch black in here. Like, I'm fucking like waving my hands around and like can't feel any walls. There's no light. There's no light. I promise it's there. You just have to keep going one day at a time because once you get to it on the other side, it is fucking magical. Being lost is part of the process of life. Having those moments of not knowing what's next and not knowing how shit's going to get better, it's part of the process of life. It's giving you an opportunity to then be reborn in a more intense and deeper knowing and understanding of yourself. It's not a negative thing, even though it so badly feels like it when you're going through it. It's giving you a chance to be like, okay, I'm going to start over and start my new chapter, new journey, new book, what the fuck, every metaphor you want to use. And whatever wasn't working for me in the past, I'm going to leave it behind. It's going to be part of my past story now. What do I want to be in the future? What do I want to redefine in my life? What hasn't worked for me that I need to reevaluate? It's a chance to stop and really ask yourself, okay, because you can do this every day. It doesn't have to be like, new year, new me. Let's change it all up. Um, Yes, this episode is happening on the first week of January. So it's a great reminder that you can start now, but you can start this any day. You can wake up on a Thursday and be like, bitch, I'm ready to change my motherfucking life around. Let's do it. It doesn't need to be a Monday. It doesn't need to be the start of a month. So really decide if shit's not working for you. If you're feeling lost, you don't have to have an answer. You just have to sit down, get quiet with yourself and really reevaluate the things that have gotten you to this place. What in my life is not making me feel good? What in my life would I choose to remove? What should I be leaving in the past? Is it a toxic relationship? Is it your work environment? Is it a friend group that like you've outgrown and you maybe need to tell them to like piss the fuck off? It can be a myriad of things. Is your relationship not working? Are you lonely and you want a relationship? Like make a list of the things that you're like, okay, if I had A, B, C, and D, life would be pretty fucking stellar. If I got rid of A, B, C, and D, a different A, B, C, and D. These are like the worst fucking, I really should like pre-plan these out when I'm going to give examples and like list actual things and not say letters. But here we are. What would A, B, and C look like if I removed it from my life? Like, how would that better me and make shit better? Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts, it's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Now let's talk, and I know we've all been through this, when a situation happens in your life and you have... The choice, because there is always a choice, even when we want to kick and scream and be like, I didn't have a fucking choice. There, There's always a choice. <laughs> when the situation arises in life where you have the choice to either disappoint someone else in your life or disappoint yourself. I'm going to say the most important thing in this episode right now. Turn the volume up, stop multitasking and listen to the words. Whenever you have a choice to disappoint someone else or disappoint yourself, always disappoint the other person. Never choose to disappoint yourself. Because what happens when you choose to disappoint yourself and give the other person what they're wanting they might be externally happy because you've given them what they've wanted, but you're now going to be resenting that person because you disappointed yourself and let yourself down. It's a lose lose. And if you're hearing this, being like, okay, but that's so selfish. Like, what if it's between me and my kid or me and my significant other? I'm not talking about, like, hey, I really want to go to sushi. Oh, well, you really want to go to Mexican? Okay, well, I guess we can go to Mexican. No, like, that's called being a fucking human and compromising. (laughs) Not what I'm talking about. I have a really good friend who, obviously, I'm going to leave anonymous right now, but we were on a hike recently. And She was telling me about a lot of really personal, heavy stuff that she was going through that, like, wasn't anybody else's business that she didn't feel like she needed to advertise or put out there. She hadn't been able to, like, process and, like, deal with it and didn't really feel comfortable being like, this is my reason for not wanting to do what she was being asked to do. It was about, like, attending – it was it was dumb. It was about attending a party um, that was important to the person that was throwing it. And she had her reasons for, like, not being able to go. This was after she had, like, shown up for this person time and time and time again and gone above and beyond for her. And – She was like, and I knew I didn't want to go. I knew I had my reasons, but I wasn't ready to like tell her what the reasons were. And I didn't feel like it was fair that I had to even give reasons for why I wasn't wanting to go. Um, And she made the choice and ended up going, resented the person for being there the entire time. And then on top of that, felt the disappointment within herself of, God, I couldn't have just stood up for myself and like put my foot down and honored myself. So now I'm resenting the friend and I'm pissed off at myself for it. And where the fuck does that leave everybody? It is so important to always put yourself as number one. Again, I know if you have kids, this is like a hard concept because we sacrifice so much for the people in our lives. It is so important to not give yourself up for someone else especially if you're in a relationship. You can be loving and compassionate and do things for your significant other and make them feel fucking phenomenal as long as it does not make you feel like you are giving up part of yourself. You are the most important person in your life. Choosing you is always the best decision. When you choose you time and time again, everything else is going to fall into place. You're in a toxic relationship, choose you. Watch how your fucking life starts to change. You're unhappy at your job, choose you. Watch how the universe starts to deliver some new shit into your life. You have a narcissistic family member that continues to make you feel like a piece of shit, choose you, watch how stuff starts to change. It's imperative that you are the most important person in your story. I recently went on a podcast episode, and it's really rare when like I go on to other people's shows as a guest and love the host so much that I'll invite them on to FML talk. It's happened a handful of times. Um, and it's gonna happen with this person. I just absolutely loved her whole vibe and story. But, anyways, during the interview she was asking me about Daniel and I was explaining how anytime we had a fight or something bad happened, he would then fix it with either dinner or a trip or gifts or a shopping spree, something that had to do with like monetary value. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, well, what's your love language? And I, I was like, well, qu- quality time and and gifts. And she was like, Yeah, so he was using your love language to keep you in a manipulative cycle. So when he would do something bad, he would then know to use your love language to make it better and okay. And when I tell you, I sat there and was like, Holy shit. how the fuck did i never put that together before <laughs> oh my god yes that's absolutely fucking accurate and there's so many instances like that and examples with daniel and javier any like toxic and obviously you guys know those relationships were definitely both toxic but def- for definitely like massively different reasons there's so many instances where i can look back at examples and all of them have the core element of me not choosing myself, of being in a situation with Daniel where he made me completely miserable and I was crying on the phone and he was like ruining this experience for me on set and felt like he was taking my career away from me. And then when it came down to it, instead of choosing me and being like, nope, you know, this isn't okay. This is a hard boundary for me and you're either gonna do this or we're done. It was oh, okay, like I'll give in and your apology is accepted. And because you've given me something that I associate with love as my love language, I'll sacrifice myself and say it's okay, even though it's not. So many times, including Javier, there were so many times where my girlfriends were like, bitch, wake up. When are you going to choose yourself and realize that like he's running the fucking show over here with all this back and forth nonsense. And now that I've gone through both of those relationships and gotten out of those situations and I see other people going through it from the outside looking in, it's like you want to shake people. And I, 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 it's so different I know when you're in it and the love goggles are on and you're like, "But, but he could be, he could be. He's not. He's not." <laughs> Unless there's like a you have the 1% chance, like the odds are not forever in your favor. <laughs> Choose yourself. Always disappoint other people before you disappoint yourself. And remember when you are in the shit of it, feeling lost and not knowing how things are going to get better. You always have the choice to choose yourself. You always have the choice to be like, okay, what is this moment going to teach me? What is the darkness going to show me? I'm going to float in this fucking void until something makes sense. And I'm going to trust that this is an important part of my journey. I mean, guys. Where the fuck would I have been if I didn't go through all the bullshit that led to Eat pray FML? Not sitting here talking to you guys, loving my life. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that darkness. I needed those moments of despair and depression to really rediscover who I was and change into the woman that I am now. All right, y'all, buckle the fuck up because <laughs> there was a theme in the questions that were submitted for what to talk about in this episode. And that theme was trusting yourself in your decisions after a bad relationship and struggling with situationships and how to get vulnerable and ask for more. (laughs) So all of that is directly related to choosing you. How, Gabrielle? How is that related to choosing you? So glad you asked, guys. Let me fucking tell you. Let's start with this whole situationship thing, because I know a lot of people are like in the whole, what is this? How do we define this? Dating's fucking miserable. I get it. I sympathize with you. We actually have an episode coming up in a few weeks with Therapy Jeff, who I've had on the podcast before. And we do really dive into how to go about having that initial conversation of like boundaries and things that you need in a relationship. It's a great episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. But if you're in a situationship and it's like the talking, flirting, texting, I'm this is going to be kind of tough love. <laughs> I say that and I'm sure like everybody listening is like, Gabrielle, is there any other type of love that you give? No, the answer is no. If you're in a situationship, first of all, are you still in high school? The majority of you just answered no. I'm not listening to this podcast and in high school. If you are, that's totally fine. Hi. If you're not in high school, why the fuck are you still playing games? There are so many podcasts out there that'll be like, okay, here's what you do. You like have to wait for the text or like if he does this, then you're going to do this and make him think this. No, 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 guys. Let me let you in on a little secret. Nobody has fucking time for that shit. And if the person that you're trying to pursue is going to fall for all of those games and get manipulated into liking you, by the time you're actually in a committed relationship, you're going to feel so mind fucked and abandoned within yourself like that you have abandoned yourself because you had to make yourself into a totally different fucking person for this significant other to even like step up to the plate and like decide to be in a relationship with you. So then you're just going to be hanging out questioning like, well, do they even fucking like me or do they like the persona and the bullshit person that I put on? Because that's not me. And seven months down the road, I'm going to be like, yo, this is actually who I am. And they're going to be like, bitch, this isn't what I signed up for. And then like, where the fuck are we? We've wasted like a year. So (laughs) that being said, if you are in a situation ship and you're wanting more be vulnerable it's it's that black and white say hey i don't want to like rush things but i want to talk about where you see this going this is th- what i'm interested in i'm not trying to like waste time these are the things i want in the future like where do we line up on that Nobody has time for games. Like if I was dating right now, God fucking forbid, my second dates would be like, okay, cool. So let's discuss (laughs) like have you gone to therapy? Do you want to go to therapy? Like, what type of relationship do you want? Are you talking to five other bitches on Hinge? Like, let's like lay all of our shit on the table. It's okay to do that. Like, don't sound like a crazy fucking cuckoo when you do it. Don't come at it from like an angry place. But it's totally fine to be like, hey, this is how I feel. I really like you. Would like to know if we are going to progress further because the whole situation ship isn't enough for me. That's valid. And here's the kicker of all of it. You need to grow the big fat pair of balls to where you're not afraid if they are going to walk away. If you speak your truth and you state what you want and you are vulnerable and someone wants to walk out of your life, let them go. Let them walk the fuck out they're either going to realize what the fuck they did and miss it and come running back with their fucking tail between their legs, or they weren't meant for you. And you're not going to waste five years of your life trying to hook, line, and sinker and reel them in. If if they don't want to be with you, wouldn't you rather know that now ahead of time? Why are we going to waste time? Why are we going to play games? Why are we going to manipulate If you are in a situationship and you want that to progress and be a relationship, sit the fuck down, be vulnerable, state your needs, say what you want, let them deliver. But a boom, there we go. Okay, let's go into trusting yourself after a bad relationship. I swear to God, I get this question once a month. I feel like we've touched on it in other episodes, but we will we will dedicate this whole section to it and really hammer it home. Okay. You guys read spoiler alert if you haven't read the books by now. I'm like really impressed that you like me enough just from the podcast to be here on episode 101. From not reading the books in the first place, but spoiler alerts, if you haven't read the second book, we're about to dive into it a little bit. So, after Daniel and the divorce and everything, I knew that that was a blessing in disguise. I knew, and I will quote, eat pray, fML, that I had not just dodged a bullet. I had dodged an army of fucking snipers. And that is true in the biggest way. <laughs> like more than I even knew at the time. And I didn't have a shield around my heart. And that was like the prime time for me to be like, "Whoop! I'm closing up shop. You're not welcome here. Men cannot even ring the doorbell. I'm just going to chill over here by myself. And like, absolutely not. Not what happened, obviously. I fell headfirst into another relationship and in love, and it changed my life in a lot of ways, and as did the heartbreak and everything that that sent me on. So when I came back from Europe, that was not the case. That was when I was like, well, if what I was feeling with Javier wasn't real and everybody and their fucking mother around us was like, oh, they're about to like be together for the rest of their lives. And like his family was like, they're obviously going to go have babies and like sign seal delivered. And that shit did not happen. That's when I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Clearly, clearly, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So now I need to panic. And when Tay came into my life, I was like, well, I mean, this can't. This can't be fucking real. I mean, you're telling me if like the seemingly cool good guys still epically like bent me over and ass fucked the shit out of me. Oh, my God. That was so vulgar. You guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like I couldn't have just said like bitch slapped the shit out of me like i don't know here we are i hope you're laughing along with me and people aren't like turning this off in the car being like i'm offended gabrielle if you've made it this far in my podcast and you're just getting offended now i'm 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 impressed with myself so i was like if those kind of like mid-level men you know did me wrong There's the appropriate way of saying it. And then Tay walks in being like checking all these fucking boxes, being like the best man on the planet and that good looking. I was like, well, you can't be fucking real. You're going to absolutely destroy me. (laughs) And there's no drama. Wait, what? Like this? No, 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 no. This can't be love. I don't know what the fuck this is, but this is like stranger danger. I need you to back the fuck up. I was the epitome of how do you not trust yourself after you've been in shitty relationships. So I'm going to give you my experience and then I'm going to give you a couple answers to this question, none of which might be right for you individually as a person. Maybe you just need to fucking not be with someone for a little while and have some friendships and self-love cocktail your life away for a little bit. And that's totally fucking fine. But if you're like, no, Gabrielle, I'm, I'm ready to be in a new relationship. I just need to figure out how the fuck to trust someone. For me personally, it took time and it took the right person. And the right person, when they come into your life, is A, not going to be like, this bitch is broken. I'm out. They're going to stay and help you heal. They're going to see your triggers and your past wounds parentheses, if you tell them they aren't mind readers and help you work through those and protect those. And they're going to give you space to allow you to trust them. I didn't walk in to Tay's house and was like, you seem trustworthy. All right, let's do it. Like, no, no, that shit was A long process of him continuously showing up, continuously having the conversations, continuously proving to me that he wasn't like the men that had, (laughs) that he wasn't like the men who had brutally ass fucked me. (laughs) Oh my God, I hope my mother never listens to this fucking episode. So time the right person allowing them to prove to you that they are different. That doesn't mean being a psycho and being like, well, I've been fucked over in the past and all my trauma's here and I haven't worked through shit. So good luck getting over my fucking wall. No, like that sucks. You're an asshole if you're doing that. Nobody fucking wants to walk into that shit. Take your ass to therapy. Lovingly, I go too. It's cool. Take your ass to therapy, unpack your shit and learn to communicate with the person you're trying to be with. Learn to say like, hey this is the shit that really fucked me up in my past relationship. I need you to A, not ever fucking do this and B, I need to be able to tell you when this is like coming up in me or something's triggering it so we can openly discuss it. If it's the right person to be in a relationship with, they're going to be like, oh shit, like, yeah, tell me all that. They're not fucking mind readers. They can't they, they don't know that like every time he pulls out his phone and like laughs while he's texting, you immediately think he's on Tinder DMing some girl dick pics. He doesn't know that. <laughs> OK, you have to openly say like, hey, The last asshole I was with, every time he opened up his phone and started texting in front of me, he was sending this stupid girl dick pics on Tinder. So when you do that, can you just tilt your phone a little bit? Or like, can I at least tell you that I'm being triggered so you can like openly talk to me about it? It's really that simple. It's communicating. It's telling the person like, yo, these are my wounds. This is my shit. This is my luggage. Would you help me carry it? Until it gets lighter and lighter. And then you're like, yeah, I'm just going to like toss this backpack on it's no big deal. (laughs) And lastly, on this topic, I want to remind you my golden rule. If you put yourself out there and you're vulnerable and you fall in love and you take a chance and you pick someone and it doesn't work out and you get fucking heartbroken, you're still going to be okay. So much easier said than when you're in the actual heartbreak of it. Yes, I understand that. But quite literally, two things are going to happen. You're either going to be wildly happy and in love, or you are going to be heartbroken. Be, (laughs) I love when it all comes around like this be in the unknown, in the void, in the where the fuck do I go now, in the I'm lost moment, which as we discussed at the beginning of the episode is so fucking important to be in because it's going to change your ass and make you into a new, better human. So, that you can then become a different person, learn all the lessons that you need, and be put on the path that you're supposed to be on. Either scenario, yes, one hurts and involves some more wine and some tubs of ice cream in bed. I understand. I've been through it and I'm sympathetic to it. Either scenario is going to bring you what you need and be a win win in the long run. Not saying it's going to feel like a win when you're in the midst of the breakup. I get it. But if you can, in the depths of your soul, remind yourself that putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, speaking for what you want, taking chances, allowing people to be trustworthy until proven otherwise, if you can know within yourself that either way, even if it's scary... You're going to have the outcome that is necessary for you in life right now. It will bring you a little sense of peace. That is not saying to put a goddamn blindfold on and disregard every fucking red flag that's flying in your face. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying if there is a person who is presenting to you to be trustworthy, that you have feelings for, that seems like they are the person that you're supposed to be with at that time, jump. Jump, speak what you need, tell them what you're expecting, be open, be honest, communicate. And it's either going to be a wildly successful decision and you're going to reap all the great loving beneficial rewards, or you're going to learn a giant fucking lesson and it's probably going to lead you to where you need to be anyways. Let me remind you, there is a chapter in Eat, Pray, FML entitled Fuck Love. It will break your heart. Do it anyways. Do it anyways. I don't regret any of my relationships that I have been in because they all taught me so much about myself, made me into the person who I am now, taught me what my fucking worth was and how to never settle for anything less than that, and brought An amazing, incredible relationship into my life now that I was able to attract because I started finally demanding what I was worth and accepting what I was worth. Okay, so I was trying to figure out what we were going to do with FML stories from listeners. I absolutely love them, but when we were getting the recordings sent in, they were really hit or miss and the quality wasn't always so good. So what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to do FML stories, but I'm going to have you guys submit them in written form and I am going to read them to y'all during the solo episodes and then we will discuss and comment per usual. So let's get into an FML story. Hey, Gabrielle. This is Kindly, and this is my FML story. I'm 33 now and dated my first boyfriend, who was my high school sweetheart at 17. Fell hard instantly my senior year of high school. He provided such a huge safety net during a time in my life where my parents were fighting more than ever and going through a divorce. I hated being home. We dated for close to nine years. Six years of our relationship was long distance, as he was a naval cop in the military and I was in college while he pursued his career. We were so in love, he taught me that adventure, bare small, is what builds intimacy. Oh, I love that. Not knowing what he had planned the next day made me fall for him even more each day. In 2013, he decided to leave the Navy. We decided to live together in our high school hometown. He said he wanted six months to adjust to civilian life before working, and I agreed. Six months turned into a year and a half. During this time, he was significantly depressed. I was just starting my career in mental health, and we were living off my income, which was $30,000 a year during that time. I became so exhausted, working long hours, and he didn't know what he wanted to do with himself. He also felt during this time he had no purpose. Flash forward to 2015, and our relationship just plummeted. It was as if we were staying together just because it was all we knew. I, however, wanted to support him no matter what. Being a child of divorce, I didn't want to give up. In May of 2015, he went to my college hometown where I coped with him being in the military. He knew close friends there and wanted time for himself. He was on a beach there and ended up in the hospital. He claimed that he was retraining for the military and was running in and out of cold water. He also claimed that someone was robbing him. When I got a hold of him in the hospital, on the phone, he was all over the place with his story. I went up to see him the next day. When I saw him, he was skin and bones. It was as if he was dying right before me. Lo and behold, I didn't realize at the time, but he was incredibly manic. I had to leave where he was in Vermont, to come to CT and put my dog of 10 years down, and he didn't even reach out to ask if I was okay. This was all over Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day came. He was expected to come home from where he was and never came. The next day, Monday, we got a call from the Coast Guard. He had handed his truck keys over to a stranger and said, I'm going to start a new life in Canada. This information came to us from the strangers who had his keys. He took his kayak out on Lake Champlain. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. In the dark Saturday night and left. What? For a week straight, local news reports talked of his disappearance there. Oh my God, this is so, this is getting so intense. There was, can you tell I haven't read this before? There was evidence he was on an island in the middle of Lake Champlain, trying to survive. All responders could not find or access him. It was as if they were chasing a ghost who very well was leaving clues. After a week, any sign of him vanished. It has been seven years, and to this day, I have no idea if he is dead or alive. I lost two amazing things I loved in the same weekend. It has been, to say the least, the most unique form of torture I have ever, ever endured. Whew! Girl! I mean, that fucking took a turn. My like abandonment wounds are flaring up for you. I cannot even imagine to A, lose a relationship that has been like with you since high school and your one constant that you've had. And then B, have the uncertainty of not knowing if you should grieve a death or grieve a relationship or if he's just going to like randomly fucking turn up one day. What? Oh, my God. I have no advice. I have nothing to say other than I am so sorry. I feel like this could be a whole true crime docuseries. I can't imagine going through something like that. I never saw my high school sweetheart's body after he passed. And I still randomly will see people that kind of look like him and like will follow people in crowds and shit and like do double takes. So I cannot even imagine what you're experiencing. How you've been able to come to terms with and grieve that and let that go. And the knowing that, regardless of if he is dead or alive, that he made the decision to just go off and not communicate any of that with you. Oh, I'm so sorry. And this is a really hard lesson in choosing you because you from what it seems like in your story, knew the relationship wasn't making you happy and wasn't what you wanted long term and you were staying in it because you were a child of divorce, which I know a lot of people resonate with, and you didn't want to give up. And the universe quite literally removed that situation from you. So you were forced to choose you. Whew. That's a heavy one, girl. I don't think we've ever had an FML story quite like that. Thank you so much for submitting that. And Obviously, if anything ever comes of that case, please fucking hit me up. All right, we are going to take a turn now. I don't usually do this, but because it is the first episode of season five and it's the new year and it's exciting and shit, I'm going to tell you who next week's guest is. This is probably the most well-known person we've ever had on this show. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview. When my producers proofed this, when they were putting the edit together, they were like, holy shit, this is amazing. So (laughs) next week's guest is Amanda Knox. If that name for some reason does not sound familiar to you, you must have been living under a rock. In 2007, because you could not turn on the news without seeing this story that played out for years. Amanda Knox went to Europe to go study in Italy and live abroad, like we all dream of doing, and ended up in an Italian prison for multiple years for being wrongfully accused and charged with her roommate's murder. I really encourage you, if you have time this week, to sit down, curl up with your popcorn and watch the Amanda Knox documentary on Netflix. It will give you such a good overview and insight of the case, and it will really explain to you what happened and what the timeline of events are, because when I asked Amanda to come on this show... I really, I had listened to so many other interviews she had done, and I really wanted to make this one different. So often when people score an interview with her, they're like, oh, tell us exactly what happened. Walk us through step by step of all the things that you dealt with. Like, where did it go wrong? And I was a lot more interested in focusing on the mental health aspect of it all. How her experience has taken a toll on her mental health, how she even began to recover from something as life-changing as what she went through. It is such a fascinating interview. She is such a fascinating human. I am so excited for you guys to hear this. Please take time this week to check out the documentary on Netflix, Amanda Knox. It's so fascinating. It's a great watch. It'll refresh your memory. And I cannot wait to hear what you think of our chat All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayFML.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers.